All righty, everybody. Good afternoon, Guru Wins Fantasy Football Podcast. Um, I'm guessing if you're listening to this, you're either still alive or you just find the two of us incredibly entertaining. It's one of the two. Uh, Wiz, how are you today? Yeah, doing okay. Um, not too bad. Heading into uh, week 15, the season is uh, moving along. And uh, so far, so good in terms of um, any issues with COVID. So hoping that stays the case. And uh, the NFL has done an incredible job and in, uh, hoping that continues. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are ob- obviously had a couple of little scares here and there. You know, dealing with the Tennessee Titans earlier in the season, and then the Ravens, and and really completely avoided disaster to this point. So hopefully, it does stay to be, uh, stay the case. Um, there have been a few players here and there that, that have been kept out, but it, but it's not enabled uh, teams to ha- allow it to spread. Uh, throughout the roster, so that's a good thing. Uh, and, and, you know, for the NBA, that probably bodes pretty well, uh, and I'm sure there's a lot of discussions between the two leagues that the NBA is about to tip off uh, next week. But we got football uh, on the agenda here right now. Um, week 15, some injuries to think about once again uh, as we head into the week, some situations, some matchups to consider, uh, lots of different things happening. But we're going to do a little bit of a recap here. Um, in, in terms of what happened last week and kind of how it fits into your strategy going into this week. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky to have had uh, three different leagues. I had buys this year, so I didn't have to think about anything last week. The one league I, I was involved in playing last week, uh, unfortunately, I got knocked out. Derek Henry did me in. Um, but, yeah, so let, let's, start, let's start off with the AFC, Wiz. And, um, you know, look, uh, I, we've talked a lot about the, the Buffalo Bills, Um Josh Allen uh, and everything that they're actually doing there. Um, there still seems to be a, a, a lot of challenges with trying to figure out that backfield. However, again, this was a game. It looked like, you know, last week that Singletary had taken control of his backfield and Zach Moss closed out the, the game this week. So is this just a situation that you just got to stay away from because you just don't know what's going to happen on a game to game basis? Yeah, I don't think any either guy has distinguished himself. Uh, you know, both guys have had their moments, but at the end of the day, they're, they they really want to throw the ball, and <clears throat> when they have to run the ball, they're not afraid to just have Josh Allen do it himself, whether it's a quarterback sneak for first down or on some of these third and shorts, they just do design runs, or even if it's a design pass, he ends up uh, running for the first down. So neither guy has distinguished themselves. Uh, both guys have made, they're both young players and both guys have made mistakes, but um, it, it, you certainly can't start either guy with the utmost confidence. Let's put it like that. Yeah, and the one, the one, the one guy you can start consistently, it's just amazing with, with, with Steph. We've talked a little bit about it, but, you know, Stefan Diggs has just had a remarkable, remarkable season. I'm actually going against him in two different leagues this week, so I'm a little bit frightened about that. About that, but you know, just amazing how consistent he has has become. Uh, I think you're starting to see some kisses as he come from from a guy like Dawson Knox, who who's becoming a bigger part of the offense. That might be a byproduct of, of John Brown being out, but it looks like a player that in in, in his second year in the NFL uh, that uh, Josh Allen has has gained some confidence in that player as well. Oh yeah, I mean he's just um, yeah that that's 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 a you know it's a, it's a just a a potent combination and uh he's um he's a great route runner he's tricky and clever and uh a lot of talent and uh he, you know josh allen unlike with the vikings 
where there was like kind of like a one and one eight with him and Thielen. And Josh uh, Stephon Diggs is clearly the guy there, and Josh Allen is not afraid to throw it to him early and often in the game. And uh, he uh, Diggs has been dynamic. And if I'm not mistaken, that game. So the NFL. This is the first weekend that the NFL will have. Um, Officially scheduled as they do a lot of times around the holidays. That's going to be a Saturday, uh, a Saturday special. So I look look forward to that. You know, we'll be talking more in detail about that particular game. Uh, they square off against the Denver Broncos on Saturday. Let, let's 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 talk about the Miami Dolphins and and uh, Tua Tagovailoa uh, over 300 yards for the first time in his career. Uh, but two big injuries that kind of the monitor for the, for the well, actually three injuries and well one COVID and two injuries. So without Gaskin. Uh, we know Devontae Parker got nicked up last week in that game. Mike Gesicki looks like to have avoided a, a serious injury, but likely not to play. Uh, and, and you made the bold call on Lynn Bowden Jr. Um, he became a bigger part of the offense uh, last week. Uh, I, again, uh, what's going to happen at running back here? It looks like Matt Breed is off the COVID list. Salvin Ahmad is, is looking like he's going to move towards playing. So the Miami Dolphin pass catchers, do you, will you have the same level of confidence? I'm, I'm guessing you will if there's a situation where both Grant Gesicki or, or, or Grant Gesicki are out maybe and even Devontae Parker. You know, so how, how do you play a guy late in the season here uh, in Lynn Bowden Jr.? Is he someone that, that you would lean on uh, going into round you know, week number 15 in the semifinals in most leagues? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, you know, normally <clears> – <throat> I would think the momentum is going, you know, is going, but I believe they, the Dolphins play the Patriots this week, <clears throat> and Bill Belichick's record against rookie quarterbacks is absolutely outrageous. So <clears throat> while there was a terrific chance and opportunity last week against the Chiefs in a game that figured to be a high-scoring game, and maybe they were coming out of comfort behind and throw the ball, um, I'm a little less confident this week, but he may get opportunities and he's starting to keep, you know, a player to keep your eye on, uh, down the stretch and next year as well. But, uh, for this week, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I, it's a different matchup. It's going to be a different type of game. So, uh, I don't have as much confidence in him this week as I did last. Uh, speaking of confidence, I, I, I mean, at this point in time, we've talked about this uh, ad nauseum, but uh, you, you really can't start uh, New England Patriot offensive players at this point. You know, we've spoken about it. Cam Newton is an absolute shell of his former self. And, uh, you know, Wiz and I both think you want to avoid all offensive players uh, on this football team uh, for the time being. Well, if the time being is the rest of 2020, that's the time being. I mean, there's no one to start. There's no one to feel confident about. I saw that all players on IR now have been eligible to be removed, including Edelman. I have no idea what Julie Edelman would even consider coming back and playing this year. There's just no reason to risk further injury or another injury. Um, yeah, I don't like any of those players. And uh, I just think that offense with Cam Newton just makes it all of those players fantasy irrelevant. All right. Well, we have a we have a big tilt tomorrow in the AFC West. Um, 
Uh, we'll talk in detail about that game uh, tomorrow. Um, but uh, l- let's talk a little bit about how these kind of offenses have been operating here. Uh, you know, last week, we know that Jacobs, uh, with that stuff before the game for the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, played a little havoc on, 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 on the fantasy world. Uh, they are going up against Justin Herbert and the L.A. Chargers. And we do want to watch those injuries. Uh, Eckler has been just tremendous since he's been back. Uh, I think they took it easy on both him and Keenan Allen for the first couple of days of the week, but I think there should be full confidence here. Look, the Raiders have not been able to stop anyone, um, and I would think at this point in time, on, on a Thursday, uh, in, in a spotlight, and we usually like to shy away from Thursday games, but I think, you know, coming into this week, you got to be pretty confident about both Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler. And I'll tell you, I don't know what's going on with Mike Williams, but whenever he's gotten an opportunity, this Tyron Johnson on on the Chargers has impressed the heck out of me. Uh, so I think it's a player that you kind of want to keep an eye on because there is a little bit of a rapport there. He makes a number of big plays. And when Mike Williams went out last week, uh, Johnson had a very big game last week for the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, you know... These teams are playing out the season. I know the Raiders, in, in theory, are still in it. But these teams are playing out the season in different ways for different reasons. Um, you know, it's going to be important for the Chargers and the game film of these players to see how they do when their season's kind of over and which guys, like Johnson, you said, can impress and put some good game film together. Um, yeah, Eckler and Keenan Allen are, are tremendous. They've been tremendous. There's no reason to expect that's going to stop. I think the Raiders are going to try and run the ball a little bit more tomorrow. I think they do not want Carr throwing the ball 45 times like he did last week. So I think you're going to see a little bit more Jacobs and even Booker in the run game tomorrow. But we'll, we'll talk about that more tomorrow. But, yeah, interesting to see how it plays out. It's not good when you fire your defensive coordinator you know, oh, during the season, towards the end of the season. It's just, you know, not not a good sign. I think the Raiders, although they have a lot of talent in some aspects, they have to go back to the drawing board. You know, we, we talked about talent um, assembled in, in Denver in terms of the, the, the pass catchers there. And, yes, Cortland Sutton has missed his season. You know, Jerry Judy, a little bit inconsistent. He's been fighting off injuries the last few weeks. Uh, he made a great move and, and catch on a play down the field. Two big touchdowns by K.J. Hamler this past week. We know they have a young tight end in Noah Font. Um, and Drew Locke responded with pr- probably the best game of his career. You know, so there's a lot to think about here offensively. I think, I think we've seen you know, some glimpses of, of big-time hope for the Denver Broncos here. And, and last week was that. Drew, Drew Locke had a phenomenal game, and this offense really clicked. I also say Tim Patrick has become you know, a real consistent force for fantasy footballers uh, this year. He's a big, strong guy. Uh, you know, The other guys are getting a lot of attention, but Tim Patrick has a nose for the end zone. Yeah, I mean, they have four good receivers. I think they need a young, big, physical running back uh, that could that could help them. I never thought Melvin Gordon was the answer. I still don't think Melvin Gordon's the answer. <clears throat> I think Lindsey's a good complimentary back, and he's a different type of player, but they need a more physical, big running back where Drew Locke doesn't have to throw the ball where he – has to go back there so many times where he, he can make mistakes. You know, if you if you have a running game and he could do play action off that, I think he could do big games in the big things in the passing game. And um, like you mentioned, there's, there's a lot to like about the the receivers on the uh, on the Denver Broncos for certain. 
All right, I want to I want to move over the Pittsburgh Steelers, who who whose offense and and actually, if you think about a number of facets of the game, have all come unglued kind of simultaneously. The offensive line has some injuries. Ben Roethlisberger looks like he's struggling a little bit, moving around. He's he's definitely fighting an injury. Deontay Johnson, Eric Ebron continue to drop the football. Strange usage of 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 um, Juju Smith Schuster. So you know everything I see right now with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and and we know about tremendous injuries on the defensive side of the ball, especially at the linebacking core. So. I think it's panic time for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We noted a couple of weeks ago, even though they got a couple of wins, it was in ugly fashion against teams that weren't really that good. Uh, you know, the one game where, where the Ravens had nobody playing for them. But I think alarm bells are going off yet. James Conner is also playing hurt, not getting anything done in the run game. So the Pittsburgh Steelers are a problem right now from a fantasy perspective. Because I think there's going to be... You know, a little bit of a lack of a confidence in, in terms of putting Steelers out there right now and thinking that you're going to excel um, this week in particular. Yeah, I mean, the problem with Pittsburgh's offense is they they really don't try and hide what they are going to do or what they want to do. I mean, when James Conner is in the game, you know, and he's lining up next to Roethlisberger, you know, they're going to hand him the ball off a fair amount of times. Then when they're throwing the ball, they basically don't even play with a running back. They they play, you know, uh, they 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 play four wide outs and 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 and, and Ebron, um, and he's just throwing them. I mean, there, there's never any play action passing. I mean, so when you can't get any run game going and the team is not fearing the run. You can't run play action and make big plays in the passing game. So it's like they know when they're going to run it and they know what they're going to do when they, when it's time to throw it. And they have good receivers, certainly. You know, it's a talented bunch. They have some players that have difficulty catching the ball, like Ebron and Deontay Johnson, um, who, who week after week, both of those players seem to drop several passes a game. And uh, that kills, you know, and that, that kills drives. So they don't really design what they're going to do. Um, and that's a problem, maybe not beating Cincinnati, but that's a problem beating a good team in the AFC playoffs, which they're going to have to do. Yeah, and this is their last really easy game uh, before heading uh, in, into Week 16 and 17 where they, they will square off against both the Browns and I believe the Ravens again. So, um, yeah, it'll be a little bit different story here for the Pittsburgh Steelers finishing out the season. Uh, th- this gets trickier this week. You know, maybe maybe they can right the ship a little bit, but you know, I, I have my concerns about the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. Um, what I what I don't have concerns about um, at, at present is, is Nick Chubb. Uh, this week we're going to get the uh, the Cleveland Browns playing against the New York Football Giants on Sunday night. Two old school teams going at it. Uh, I expect to see a lot out of Nick Chubb. Um, you know, we noted that Kareem Hunt had not gone over 30 yards in a game uh, this season, which both Wiz and I were stunned at that fact. Uh, and he went for 77 in that in that crazy wild shootout um, uh, against the Baltimore Ravens in just a, you know just a, a wild wild football game, one of the more entertaining football games that we saw all year. Uh, Baker Mayfield continues to play well, getting those pass receivers uh, in, involved in the game. Lamar Jackson did it with his legs in this particular game, and J.K. Dobbins. By the way, I don't think Mark Ingram actually carried the football, if I'm not mistaken. I think he was on the field for a couple of plays, but this this is J.K. Dobbins and 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 Gus Edwards. 
Edwards, uh, that's their show right now. Uh, Mark Ingram has seemingly been phased out of the attack here. But that was a very entertaining game. I'm looking forward to seeing more of Nick Chubb. Uh, I expect a big game from him on Sunday against the Giants. The guy is averaging over six yards a carry. You know, Wiz and I have talked about him you know, ad nauseum on this podcast. Uh, what a tremendous player. Uh, but yeah, both of those teams look like they've kind of righted the ship in terms of their offenses. You know, Cleveland was playing in bad weather for a lot of time, but uh, they look good right now. And the Ravens, uh, you know, got back Lamar Jackson uh, just in the nick of time, too, with those cramps that he was suffering from. Uh, but he, he was electrifying with his legs uh, on Thursday night. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. Oh, Monday night, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, Lamar Jackson likes playing against Cleveland. Uh, I, you know, I, I talked about his numbers the last last year, the two games in the early game this year, and uh, he just, you know, loves playing against them. Um, and uh, yeah, Nick, Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb is a great runner. Um, you know, you don't see or hear much about him. He plays in Cleveland, and he's a humble guy, and you know, he's not a me, me, me guy. Uh, especially when you saw him step out of bounds when he was about to run a 70-yard touchdown run, but wanted to run out the clock and give the Browns the victory. <clears throat> so, yeah, he's a, he's a great player. Cleveland can run the ball. Um, the two questions for Cleveland is are, can Baker Mayfield throw and make those throws that he has to make in a game against a good playoff team? And can their defense stop anybody? Um, those are the two questions because if, if you're best at running the ball and your defense can't stop anyone, you know, that's the thing. You have to get ahead of teams and allow Chubb and Hunt to really take over and get a lot of carries. So those are the two questions. In a playoff game against a good team, can Baker Mayfield play well? And can that defense stop anyone? And the Ravens are a dangerous team. I know they've been forgotten about uh, for a while, but – as that team gets back into the playoff race and, and makes the playoffs, which I think they will, you know, <clears throat> maybe it'll be the best thing for them not to be considered the main threat to Kansas City. Maybe with that pressure off and maybe with Steelers and the Bills and the Browns to a certain extent getting a lot more notoriety, maybe this will be the best thing for the Ravens, having – a little bit more under the radar, if you will, coming into the playoffs. Uh, one guy who's uh, removed himself from being under the radar, and he's front and center now. Uh, we've talked about him a lot on our show. Uh, and Look, Jonathan Taylor has taken over that running back job. Uh, I know there was some noise around that earlier in the year. Uh, he gets an absolute cupcake of a matchup, as he had last week against the Raiders, but he's getting the Texans, who are equally horrendous against the run. Uh, you got to look for big things. This is a confident team. They've gotten T.Y. Hilton back involved on offense. Phillip Rivers, despite that toe uh, is playing better and making better throws. Uh, they're a scary team right now because they excel on both sides of the football. Um, they get the Houston Texans this week. Like I said, Deshaun Watson looks like he's going to get um, um, uh, Brandon Cooks back. Uh, but, you know, look, th that team cannot stop anybody right now. And, 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 and I'll tell you what, the Bears beat up Watson pretty good last week. So this is a formidable defense uh, in, in the Colts coming against uh, the the. Uh, coming against the Texans and Colts in that game this week. So I, I, I'm going to be a little bit 
scared about what happens in this particular game. Uh, I think Indianapolis will, will run the football right down their throat, um, and it could be one of those ugly ones in that division. Uh, I'm just thinking, you know, the offensive players, no Will Fuller, no running game for the Texans. You could really tee off on, on, uh, on, on Mr. Watson this week. Yeah, they they played that couple, the game a couple of weeks ago at uh, at, at Houston, where Houston was driving for the winning touchdown. It was like a bad snap, and they fumbled the ball at the very end of the game. Houston driving to win the game. <clears throat> I'm with you though. I think this is going to be a different story at Indianapolis. I've been saying for weeks now that I think Jonathan Taylor could be a league winner for teams, and uh, it was it was it was fantastic to see him get so many carries. He took advantage of that. And um, I expect him to do a lot more of the same uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, you look at you know, some of these running backs as we kind of wind it. Now, we know what Derrick Henry's doing. Uh, we, we talked about that the other day. Um, yeah. You know, he, he's really risen to the occasion. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is is kind of in that category of, of of a guy that can dominate a football game. He did this throughout his college career, um, like a guy like Nick Chubb did, like a guy at like Derrick Henry. So, you know, late in the season, that running game and pounding, it's colder. It becomes a, a more integral part of what they're trying to do. Now, granted, they, they're playing inside this week but but that offensive line is very gifted and, and Taylor's a great back and this is not taking anything away from Naheem Hines who 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 certainly is a terrific change of pace on the, on this offense but boy oh boy I, I just think we're going to see you know another 20 to 25 carry day and uh, it's going to be probably a tough sledding for those uh for those Houston Texan defenders trying to t- trying to bring down Mr. Taylor this weekend yeah I mean <clears throat> with what's been going on with Indianapolis you could never be sure or say that's a guarantee, but you like to think with the momentum that Taylor's been building that that will continue. And uh, I'll say that Jonathan Taylor could be the 2020 version of Kenyon Drake's 2019 playoff run for fantasy team. So um, we'll see if that continues to, uh, on Sunday. All right, sounds good. And just a couple other notes I, I would just mention. Gardner Minshew did, did did come into that game last week. He's going to be start starting at quarterback uh, for Jacksonville th- this weekend. Uh, so we'll see how that kind of evolves. I, I don't really have much more to add on the AFC. Is there anything that you kind of wanted to add here on uh, something that we didn't cover? Yeah, I mean, uh, Kansas City a little bit. They played a very strange game. When you play a good football team on the road and you lose the turnover battle four to one, you know I don't know what the what the stats are on that. Uh, road teams losing the turnover battle four to one. What the percentage of winning is? It's probably I very low. Lo- it's it's got to be below twenty percent. I, yeah, I, I don't know what that is, but it may it may very well be lower than that. Um, but all of these stats are out the window when it comes to Kansas City. Um, and the reason why I want to bring them up is because they have a terrific matchup on Sunday at the Saints, and um, we're going to see how that how that how that plays out. But it's going to be interesting to see, you know, with that Saints defense how they're going to match up against that uh, against that Kansas City offense because, I don't know, it's one thing to be, you know, going after Brady and, and you know, having success, but this is just a different team with a different type of players and the quarterback has a skill set that may be, you know, unparalleled to anyone who's played the game. And um, 
he's in his prime or entering his prime, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, what the Saints can do in this game. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you, the, 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 the Chiefs just strike so quickly. So, you know, your point on them turning the ball over, I don't think any offensive personnel has the ability that once Patrick Mahomes gets the ball in his hands, and by the way, it also includes obviously special teams where a guy like McCole Hardman can change a game in an instant, which he did in this particular game with that uh, return for a touchdown. Uh, but he's got the ability with, it doesn't matter whether it's Kelsey, e- even guys like Demarcus Robinson and Watkins, obviously Hardman, Tyreek Hill. Uh, they got uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire uh, more involved in the passing game this past week, which which was nice to see. Uh, but they just strike so quickly, and that's the one advantage advantage that they have is that you know Mahomes gets the ball and it's boom 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 he's down the field and I think you know that's how you overcome the, you know some sloppy play and, and that's what they did so you know it's funny uh, Wiz I, I'm in a situation and we'll talk, we'll talk about this uh, offline after we're done with this but I'm, I'm getting ready to pick an opponent and I'm playing against I, I'm, I'm looking at Patrick Mahomes who's part uh, one of the teams has Patrick Mahomes and um and uh, Travis Kelsey on the team. And I'm wondering, do you play them this week? Would I rather play that team this week when they're playing the Saints or take them on this, so, t- yeah, take them on this week or next week deal with them if they get by this week and deal with them when they're playing against the Atlanta Falcons? So it's an interesting dilemma. We, we do this in our league where you actually pick your opponent, which is a nice little feature that we've kind of worked on. Uh, we do this in a number of our leagues, uh, and really, you're looking closely at the matchups. But that's a, that's a decision that I'm pondering right now. Do I would I rather play Patrick Mahomes this week against the New Orleans Saints, or next week if they advance against the Atlanta Falcons? Never easy. You may want to opt for option C, which is hope your opponent this week can beat Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, and you don't have to play him in weeks fifteen or sixteen. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. So, but but this is like you said, just a potent, potent offense, and and, and amazing what they continue to do. And you know, Eric Bieniemy, we've talked about this a lot, but you know, I think there's going to be two or three teams that are really going to be battling for 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 his coaching duties, uh, and it'll be yeah. interesting to see how that kind of shakes out. You got it. All right. So Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, that's going to wrap up our AFC discussion. We'll be back shortly with the NFC. Uh, Again, we're on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Um, But we look forward to Week 15. Action starts tomorrow night with that big AFC West tilt between the Chargers and the Raiders. Wiz, see you in a bit to talk about the NFC. You got it.